On October 21st, we are having federal election here in Canada. The main political parties uh, who, which are competing, as you know, are the Conservatives, the Liberals, which is uh, currently in power, and the NDP, and also we have the Green Party as well. We often uh, discuss and cover on this show the different stances and rhetorics coming from these parties concerning the subject of Palestine-Israel in particular. And although there are differences, we often see that none of these parties are doing enough, to say the least. Some parties are even completely complicit with apartheid, and they are becoming Israel's uh, spokespeople in Canada. So it is not surprising that Palestinian activists in Canada are today losing patience and wondering when all these parties will be finally held accountable and hopefully see some repercussions during the election for their failure on this issue in particular. So this is why the hashtag I vote Palestine campaign was launched. And uh, we have with us on the phone from Vancouver, Hannah Kawas from the Canada-Palestine Association. Hannah is also the host of the, the co-host of the Voice of Palestine podcast. And he's a longtime Palestinian activist in Canada. And we had him on our show many times. So with Hannah, we're going to talk more about this campaign in particular, all the details, what prompted the campaign, what is the goal and all the, uh, the, the, the different demands that the campaign has. So thank you very much, Hannah, for talking to us today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I think we launched this campaign basically for educational purposes. First, to, uh, you know, make the parties aware of the issues. I'm sure most of them are, but they choose not to respond positively. And uh, mainly also to uh, raise awareness within the public in Canada, because uh, the media and the, the establishment and the institutions are all against uh, the Palestinian struggle. So we were hoping, you know, we didn't expect much response from the parties, or although we were uh, uh, really pleasantly surprised yesterday, the NDP answered all the questions we raised. I'm not sure if you've seen it. We posted it on the social media. Uh, we, we didn't really send it yet over the email, but uh, the NDP responded positively, and another party uh, responded, you know, uh, uh, in support of the campaign also, which is the Communist Party of Canada. For, uh, for us, uh, that the NDP answered was a pleasant surprise, I said. Their position is, is, is quite good, you know, in general. You know, it's a good start. And uh, most of the question, the answers they gave to the nine question were quite positive. Before we go into, because I want to ask you about the political parties and what do you think and who's feigning mm. more than others. And uh, I want to discuss all these points you mentioned and the, the, the campaign mm. has nine questions. Uh, before mm. that, before I ask you about the questions in particular, uh, who was behind the campaign? Uh, were there groups or were there individual activists who just come up with the idea? Is there groups that are supporting the campaign? No, there, there is. Uh, it's a groups mainly. And, uh, you know, we, we started with a few groups endorsing it. But now we have 22 endorsing the campaign across the country, including uh, three Jewish organizations. So uh, which is really good, you know, because uh, it shows that uh, people in Canada in general are concerned with the situation of Palestine and the human and national rights of the Palestinian people. 
So uh, yeah, we and we we um, did the Facebook uh, event, which uh, happens on the election day, the October 21st, and the response is positive so far from the people. Mm-hmm. And just give you an example, we posted the response of the NDP just uh, less than 24 hours ago, and we get over 210 shares uh, on the 219, to be exact, shares on that post. That, uh, and you know, it reached uh, almost uh, 10,000 people. The post, uh, actually, to be exact, nine nine thousand three hundred seventy. So I think the campaign is. Uh, is is well received uh, by the Canadian public and uh, as I said before the objective is to raise awareness and to show the complicity also of the Canadian government whether they are conservative or liberal in uh, Israeli war crimes and uh, they they not just uh, complicit they really try to cover up uh, this Israeli war crime and they uh, try to defend them uh, on on the international stage mm-hmm. which is you know makes them really complicit in these war crimes and uh, basically the, uh, the in in contravention of the four geneva Com- convention which canada is uh, is the signatory of because uh, article 1 of the convention states that any state that sees any war crimes or human rights violation or especially with the occupation uh, they should speak out and uh, hold the state, in this case Israel, uh, who is responsible for this violation, accountable. Mm-hmm. So the campaign is basically asking people to take in consideration Palestine when they decide who to vote for. And That's right. And the thing that you called or you suggested uh, that you that you suggested for people to do is to send a letter or an email to the candidates in their writings and ask them nine questions and see what they're going to answer if they answer to see their stances on Palestine and to hopefully vote accordingly. And so, yeah. mm, so I want to kind of go over these questions. So the first two yeah. ones for me, actually, they, mm, you know, just yeah. before you start, yeah. I think the objective also to make these candidates aware of the issues you know i mean it's an educational for these candidates because the nine questions are well documented with links and everything uh, in them to the, the uh, to the questions which makes it really you know it's not really just uh, of the agenda uh, questions you know they are well documented and uh, you know by doing that we'll educate uh, these candidates on the issues uh, which uh, you, you you know, uh, I guess you want to talk about these questions. Yes. So the first two, for me, they seem to be very sort of basic common sense. The first one is uh, support Palestinian human and natural rights, including the inalienable right to self-determination. So that's the first point. And the second yeah. point is to oppose Israeli ethnic cleansing, war crimes and apartheid. So for me, these two seems to be kind of like I said common sense first is to acknowledge the crimes that the Israeli government is committing and the second to acknowledge that Palestinians have human and natural rights like anyone else so how maybe Maybe these uh, are common sense to you and me, but yeah. it's not common sense to the liberals or the conservatives because <laughs> for the last six years uh, we we're gonna document that actually it's coming up either today or tomorrow the, these documentation for the last six years 
from the Conservative, two years for the Conservative and four years of the Liberals, they voted against the right of self-determination for the Palestinian people at the United Nations General Assembly. Oh, six years they've been voting against this, what you called common sense, you know. <laughs> so what, what, what does this say about these Canadian elites? <laughs> and again, you know, they, they, they share uh, values with Israel, that, like they claim, which is uh, supremacist uh, and racist ideology uh, as settler colonialists, basically. Mm-hmm. The, the other one, the ethnic cleansing, war crimes, and apartheid, I mean, Trudeau on record, <laughs> is slamming the apartheid, the Israel apartheid week, you know, and he doesn't think it's apartheid. He thinks it's, uh, it's anti-Semitism, actually, he calls it, which is nonsense. It's, it's basically equating Israel with the Jewish people, which uh, really is the real anti-Semitism, because, you know, the Jews are not responsible for what Israel does. Uh, you know, again, they, they don't uh, consider what Israel is doing as war crimes, or else they won't support uh, its occupation, uh, they won't support uh, their ethnic cleansing, which is taking place, and consciously they are aware of all these things. Mm-hmm. The next three questions, for uh, there are, they seem to me almost exactly what the BDS actually movement asks for, That's which again <laughs> should be uh, common sense, but the first one is, to recognize the fundamental rights of the Arab-Palestinian citizen of Israel to full equality. The second mm-hmm. one is to respect, protect, and promote the rights of Palestinian refugees to return to their homes and properties as stipulated in mm-hmm. UN Resolution 194. And the mm-hmm. third one is to support ending Israeli occupation and colonization of all Arab lands and dismantling the wall. So mm-hmm. these yeah. three are the three main um, also demands yeah. for BDS. They address Palestinian citizens of Israel. They address Palestinian yeah. li- uh, living in refugee camps. They address also the rights of Palestinian living under occupation and the right of return as well. Um, there's two other also question in uh, in in your uh, in the campaign also relates to BDS directly. One it says recognize the rights of Canadians to support the BDS movement as a non-violent strategy to force Israel to abide by UN resolution and all international humanitarian laws. And the other one is opposed condemning or criminalizing people or organization who support the BDS movement. So what I notice is that there's a lot of uh, BDS is playing a very important role in your campaign. So can you talk to us more about BDS and also why is it important to support it publicly uh, especially in the current climate where there's always this fi- this kind of attack and smearing campaign against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we thought, you know, this is very important. And uh, the, the three conditions of the BDS are, uh, are the ones you mentioned, you know, right of uh, return, uh, ending occupation, and uh, equality for the citizens, the Arab-Palestinian citizens of the state of Israel. Which is, you know, uh, I don't know how they got that uh, these are anti-Semitic, you know, which they claim the Zionist lobby and including the government because they they recently adopted the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism, which really criminalizing anybody that supports or any organization that supports uh, uh, BDS and that uh, supports these uh, three fundamental rights, you know, 
And I don't know what message they are giving to the Palestinian people or, for that matter, to the Canadian public. Because, you know, if you don't uh, want the Palestinians to do nonviolent action, the other alternative for them is to do uh, armed struggle or, or uh, try to regain their rights through armed struggle, which is uh, legitimate under international law, under United Nations uh, Charter. So... Uh, these are the messages they are giving, and uh, BDS is going stronger all the time. Groups here uh, across Canada uh, has the Canadian BDS Coalition, which is doing lots of uh, positive work. Actually, the Gilad Ardan, the, the Minister of Public Safety in Israel, uh, the Arts called him the BDS busting minister. Uh, <laughs> is uh, you know is uh, put put uh, the BDS coalition on the hate net. He had the first. Uh, he had three reports, but the first one was about the hate net, and he included the BDS coalition, the Canadian BDS coalition, on it. That that doesn't really hurt us. Actually, it's a badge of honor to have this testimony from uh, one of the most racist uh, ministers and the Likud member in uh, Netanyahu government. The the struggle goes on, and, you know, the, like the Arabic proverb says, uh, the caravan moves on while the dogs keep barking, <laughs> you know. So, so let him bark as much as he wants. So, you know, uh, the, the other things about the BDS criminalizing, some people even criticized us for putting such a question. They wanted us to ask the parties, do you support BDS, <laughs> rather than, you know, the, the wording where we said uh, condemning or criminalizing people, uh, uh, we want them to oppose this. Because, you know, it's already, you know, the conservative and the liberals passed a resolution to, to uh, condemn the individuals and groups who support the BDS, and they are in the process of criminalizing it same way uh, the uh, liberal uh, criminalized uh, the Palestinian struggle in 2002-2003. If we want more details about that, we could talk about it. But, uh, you know, the, for us, you know, we want people to oppose this uh, condemnation and this criminalization of the BDS movement. We don't, <laughs> we don't expect them to support it, but at least don't uh, hinder it. We, we don't want people... Uh, parties in the Canadian sphere uh, that condemned it, condemning it, but also trying to uh, criminalize it. And we, we get good response from the NDP for these two. They said, yes, yes. Uh, do you oppose condemning and criminalizing people or organization who support the BDS movement? The NDP response was yes to this question. And the other one, do you recognize the right of Canadians to support the boycott, divestment and sanction? BDS movement as a nonviolent strategy to force Israel to abide by UN uh, resolution and all international humanitarian law. And they said yes, basically, yes, period, you know, for both of them, <laughs> which is encouraging because, uh, and they have track record because, uh, as I said, when they vote uh, to condemn uh, individual and organizations, uh, was passed by the Liberals and the Conservatives. Actually, it was a Conservative uh, motion, but uh, both the Liberals and the Conservative members supported it, except for three, maybe, Liberals. 
most of the, the actually all the 11 members of the Liberal Party who are Arab or Muslim origin disgracefully supported this motion or even didn't vote or didn't vote against it, mm-hmm. these 11 members, which is disgraceful for them, although three other honorable member of the Liberal Party voted against it, which is good. So, But that shows you the extent of the fear in the community and in these politicians from being labeled all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Another uh, question, this one relates to uh, something very specific to Canada, which is the, I'm going to read the question or the point is, do you oppose Canadian tax deductible status for the Jewish National Fund, JNF, and the Hezek Fonda- Foundation, and all Zionist organizations that are disguised as, ch- as charities while supporting the Israeli military and settlements. So can you talk to us more about that? We often hear about the JNF. We talked about it in a couple a couple of weeks ago on the show even. We don't hear as much about the Hezek Foundation. And So can you talk to us about maybe that foundation, yeah. but in general, this yeah, point? The, yeah. The Hezek Foundation is a, is a tax-deductible group that raises money for the loan soldiers, translated the mercenaries who go and fight in Israel against the Palestinian people. These are the Hezek uh, Foundation, and it's called the Lone Soldiers. They send money for uh, people who go uh, from Canada, from other countries, to fight in the Israeli army. So, I mean, this is in, 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 clear, <laughs> in clear violation of the Canadian law, because the case that brought against the Jewish National Fund uh, is that uh, they are supporting uh, some uh, uh, military activities in the occupied territory in general. Uh, and the, the, the Jewish National Fund, GNF, denied that. They said they used to, but not anymore. You know, that's their <laughs> their explanation. But the headache is still, I mean, it's a charity to support the lone soldier, the lone Israeli soldier, not any other lone soldier, supporting mercenaries that go to Israel and fight alongside the uh, criminal uh, military, uh, Israeli military in, in Israel, which uh, oppresses the Palestinian people, shoot people, maim people, kill people, you know, and uh, throw uh, all sorts of uh, bomb against them, whether uh, tear gas, whether uh, these uh, rubber-coated bullets, etc., etc. So these are the kind of people that getting our taxpayers' money uh, to support them. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's a, a shameful, and a, also it's a badge of disgrace on the uh, forehead of the Canadian uh, government and the Canadian people in general, you know. The last point, uh, it's about something you you already mentioned, which is the IHRA definition. We did a full show about that also a few weeks ago, if people are interested to go to kind of really know in details why this is problematic. So the point, the last question is, do you oppose the anti-Palestinian, anti-democratic and politically charged IHRA definition of anti-Semitism? So can you talk to us about that? Because also you're based in Vancouver. So in Vancouver, you guys had close call where the city council almost passed this definition, but because of the activism of a lot of Palestinian activists and Palestine solidarity activists, you guys Mm. eventually won, but it was a close call. So can you talk to us about this definition and a little bit more about why it's problematic and why did you include it in this campaign? Yeah, it's it's very problematic for because it's a it's a first step to criminalizing our work and criminalizing the Palestinian narrative. 
you know, in the examples, they, they, they have 11 examples. Seven of them relates to Israel. Again, they are conflating Israeli action with the Jewish people. And again, they are the ones who are committing the crime of anti-Semitism. Because, you know, a Jewish person in Malta or in uh, the U.S. or here uh, doesn't carry any responsibility for what the Israeli military or the Israeli state is doing in against the Palestinian people. So to try to... Uh, talk about anti-Semitism and Israel as one of the same, like I said, seven of the examples relate to Israel, seven out of the 11, and none of them relate to white supremacism, which <laughs> is the main, main source of anti-Semitism, you know. It's, it's crazy, you know, these people are nuts, you know, but again, they, they're not nuts because they have the objective is to criminalize the Palestinian people's struggle and protect Israel. So all these decisions, including the one that criminalized our struggle. You know, they, they, after uh, September 11 in 2002 and 2003, most Palestinian organizations were put on the terrorist list from, uh, and, and including Hezbollah, by the way, it's not just <laughs> the Palestinian, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, Hamas, and then later they put the PFLP and the PFLP General Command, the Palestine Liberation Front, you know. And just last year, Mr. Trudeau put the uh, Lexa Martyr Brigade on this list, which is the Fatah branch, which is the mainstream Fatah branch, you know. Uh, so it, it's clearly they criminalizing our struggle. They criminalizing the Palestinian resistance organization and and this is not new and it's all done under the liberal governments so i don't understand really so somehow any any uh, one with uh, uh, conscience would really vote liberal <laughs> anyone with common sense would vote liberal although they are the not not just now i wrote an article recently uh, about uh, you know the the elections and how uh, you know, some people are trying to sell the liberals to the public, you know, including Palestinians, Canadians, the groups and individuals are trying to whitewash the face of the liberals, which are the main cause. I mean, I'm not saying uh, the conservatives are better, but they are the ones who really uh, first uh, McKinsey can supported, and I talk about that in the article, Mackenzie King in the 20s supported the Belfort Declaration. In the 40s, uh, Lester Pearson was instrumental in passing the partition plan. Again, all those are liberals. And then uh, all the way down to uh, criminalizing the, our resistance in uh, 2002, 2003, all the way in the, the, uh, to, to nowadays passing the IHRA definition, because the government adopted it. And by doing that, they are committing racism against the Palestinian people and against the Palestinian struggle. Because, you know, it is saying that you can't say Israel is a racist endeavor. Sure, Israel is a racist endeavor. The United Nations recognized that in 1974 and called uh, Zionism is racism and a form of racial discrimination. And without the U.S. reversing it in the 90s, it would have been still on the books. Not just the U.S. supported by Arab regimes like Saudi Arabia. They really reversed it. But this is a fact. Israel is a racist endeavor. It's a settler colonialist state 
that really uh, ethnically cleansed the Palestinian people and committed genocide. What do you call that except racism? Mm-hmm. So all the, so we discuss all these questions and uh, th- part of the campaign is basically to try to get uh, candidates from the different parties or the parties uh, themselves to state their opinion or their stance on this issue and like you said maybe also educate them if they don't know about these issues so did you get since you talked about the ndp got you got a response from the ndp did you what kind of response did you get from politicians did you get an official response from big parties or just response from different candidates within these parties yeah actually the the uh, you know and i don't expect them the conservative or the liberals to uh, answer i'll be shocked if they do but uh, you know i we don't expect them because they are complicit in these war crimes and these questions directly condemn them uh, in these war crimes because they are practicing all these uh, Uh, you know, against uh, the interests of the Palestinian people, and they're working uh, uh, consciously against uh, the Palestinian people' interests and in service of Israel. And uh, we're going to document that uh, through um, uh, an article which we'll post on uh, CPA, as I said, uh, how they vote, because that's what counts, is really where you stand. Although they say something in the key issues in the Middle East, the Canadian government says one thing on the key issues, like they are against occupation, they are the, the for Geneva Convention applicable, while at the United Nations they vote against these principles, whether the right to self-determination, whether the applicability of the for Geneva Convention on the Occupied Territory, and also they vote against even the right of Palestinian refugees from 67 to return to their uh, mm-hmm. uh, homeland in the West Bank and Gaza. So what does that mean? You know, what it means is simple: that they support the occupation in contradiction to their position, stated position on paper. And, uh, you know, if you don't want the uh, Palestinian people to return to the occupied territory of 1967, and we're not talking now about 194, we're talking about the recent, uh, the most <laughs> the most recent, which is 52 years ago, from 67 war. And they, they don't want th- those people to return. I'm one of them. I'm an example uh, of those people who want to return. And not just that, I hold the the deeds to my property in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And still I can go live in it, you know. And the, the liberal government and the conservative government are voting against my, my right to go back. So what does that mean? That means you are supporting ethnic cleansing of Palestinians from the West Bank. And you are eventually supporting the greater Israel Zionist settler colonialist concept. So that's simple as that. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, so what the kind of response did you get from the NDP? Did you get it from the party leaders, like the official stance? So is there a candidate within yeah, the party? Yeah, it is, it is on uh, Jagmeet Singh uh, uh, paper, you know, mm-hmm. uh, official paper. And, uh, you know, as I said, uh, we put it on Twitter and on uh, CPA Canada-Palestine uh, Association page. And as I said, it's uh, over 220 shares now. And, you know, for people to see, we, we took snapshot of the whole uh, thing and put it there. So if people want to look at it, it is the official uh, head mm-hmm. letterhead. And did they the support the nine party. points, the nine questions? 
Yeah, they, 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 mm. they, as I told you, yeah, they, they, they answered the, all the nine points, and in general, actually, you'll be surprised. They, <laughs> they didn't have to say that, but they went even uh, further than the question asks, uh, asked them, so, uh, which was uh, really uh, encouraging, you know. Like, for example, if, about the, uh, uh, you know, equality, they say, yes, we stand for the full equality of Arab Israelis and against the discrimination that exists against them in Israel today. Mm-hmm. You know, and then to the ethnic cleansing and uh, war and apartheid, they stated, we oppose all human rights abuses committed by Israel, including killings, arbitrary and abusive detention, forced displacement, mm-hmm. restrictions on movement, the expansion of illegal Israeli settlements and all other human rights uh, abuses. I mean, we asked them simple questions, they detailed it for us, you know, which was <laughs> really encouraging. So, uh, you know, it's a, I'd say it's really very encouraging, their questions, and the answers are all posted on, the, on our posts uh, on, uh, on Twitter, on my Twitter, and on uh, uh, CPA uh, Canada Palestine Association page mm-hmm. on on Facebook. I want to ask you because the NDP is being a bit criticized for uh, for being sending mixed messages when it comes to Israel Palestine. Um, mm-hmm. They've been criticized, for example, for dropping their candidate Rana Zaman, I believe, in Nova Scotia. Yeah. They did support yeah. uh, their candidate here. Uh, NDP candidate in the riding of Saint Laurent Montréal, Miranda Gallo, uh, Gallo after she was uh, also attacked by pro-apartheid group Nebreth uh, and trying to smear her because she support or she did BDS activism. Um, mm-hmm. I I sent I, there was a campaign by CJPME asking people to send uh, letters or emails to the NDP to ask them to not drop Miranda Gallo like they did with Rana yeah. Saman. They kept her, her, her as a candidate, which was a good news, but they responded to my email, and I'm going to quote you part of it. They say, we will continue to work towards a just and lasting two-state solution between Israel and Palestine that respects human rights and international law. We think Canada must speak out against human rights abuses on all sides in the, in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and pressure the perpetrator of those violations. So I guess I wasn't personally very impressed. I mean, it's good news they didn't drop this candidate, but also I felt from the answer it was a very generic, creating equivalence between an occupied and occupier, pretending that everyone is doing crimes and everyone needs to be held accountable. That's the thing with an NDP. And now you are telling me there's this good news that you just mentioned, which is great news, but that's the thing with the NDP. They're always sending these mixed messages. Yeah. No, I, I realize that. I realize that. Actually, when uh, I add to it, when they voted against the resolution, which was sponsored by 29 or 30 riding associations uh, for Palestinian rights, when they quashed it, uh, you know, uh, at the, their convention, uh, at their last convention, uh, I, I was really upset. And I did an interview with the local uh, Indian radio here because they 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 close to uh, uh, Jagmeet Singh, you know, and they agreed to, uh, with uh, what they did because they support us, really, this radio station. And, uh, you know, it was a clear Zionist lobby influence, but I think, to be frank with you, with these answers that they send us, it seems there is a change of heart 
this it looks like it unless they outright liars which i don't think so because i think the benebris is is really trying to decide for the canadian uh, parties who they should run for the elections. <laughs> they are screening <laughs> these uh, things. So I think people are getting fed up with this nonsense. And that's why they didn't, uh, you know, sack the others, the five. They, Benny Briss actually uh, uh, complained about five uh, NDP uh, candidates in Quebec uh, by mm-hmm. itself. You know, one of them is MP, uh, you know, so they, they're getting sick of them and their tactics of bullying. And also they realize that if, if the NDP doesn't take a clear position, which they did now, they're going to lose uh, the progressive vote. And at the same time, the Zionists are not going to vote for them, for God's sake. You know, <laughs> no Zionists, whether liberal or uh, right-winger, is going to vote. Canadian Zionists will vote for, for the NDP. They vote either uh, conservative, mostly conservative, but also uh, liberal uh, Zionists vote also for the liberals. So what they are getting out of this nonsense you know, yeah. uh, the, that they're they allowing the Benebris and the other lobby to screen candidates for them. I mean, it, it's uh, the one who screen the candidates are, are the people who elect them, mm-hmm. the people who elect these candidates, not the Benebris or the Israel lobby or for that uh, the Israeli government or the uh, Israeli embassy in Ottawa. So I think they, there is, it, it looks like there is a shift, and I hope so. I hope I am right, because if you read these answers to these questions, they don't talk about anything about the two-state solution. I mean, the two-state solution is that long time ago. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about these nonsense, nonsensical things. So maybe uh, there is a movement, uh, and they, they call that this position was done by the team. So hopefully there there is a shift. So I'm hoping so because I was one of the really uh, critic of what they did at the convention and about uh, the sacking of uh, Rana Zaman too, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because this is not acceptable to allow the Zionists to dictate our agenda as Canadian citizens. Mm-hmm. So uh, because we're talking about I Vote Palestine campaign is in the context of the federal election, I want to ask you, I don't know if you like uh, watch any of the election debates and, you know, do you have any kind of comments about uh, when Palestine or anything related to Palestine, Israel was mentioned during the debates? And I know during the first debate, uh, there was uh, Andrew Scheer who was saying that he wants the, fe- the government of Canada to go back and cut funding from un- UNRWA which is uh, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine uh, Refugees in the Near East. So that's UNRWA. When Harper was prime minister, they cut the funding. Now the liberal uh, brought it back. But now and and Sheer from the conservative want to cut it again. And he says that UNRWA was funding elements within the Middle East that ferment and encourage anti-Semitism and terrorism. Um, as a response, uh, Elizabeth May seems to uh, disagree, uh, and she said, uh, I'm quoting, UNRWA, they run schools. I have been to the schools. It is terrifying to see a small school where an illegal appropriation of Palestinian land for giant infrastructure of a big community. The children throw rocks, and the Israeli soldiers are there armed to the teeth. It is a terrifying situation. It is a humanitarian crisis. So that's about UNRWA. And not during the same debate, uh, Andrew Shears went on again. I mean, you mentioned the conservative and how supportive they are of apartheid. He went on again to say, and I'm quote, 
I'm quoting, I believe that Canada must recognize that in the Middle East, there is one side that tries to minimize human casualties, and that is Israel. We have an obligation to support the democratic state of Israel, the place in the region where people have the most freedom. Absolutely, I will be an unapologetic defender of the right of Israel. So that was Andrew Scheer's. Uh, Elizabeth May said, and I'm quoting, so it's not okay for Russia to occupy Crimea, but it's okay for Israel to occupy Palestine. And uh, but she continued to say at one point, I stand absolutely four square for Israel, but Mr. Netanyahu's policies are a danger to the region. So that's kind of a little bit of the back and forth between Andrew Shears mm-hmm. from the conservative, which we kind of know how supportive they are of apartheid and May from uh, the leader of the Green Party. So I don't know yeah, if you. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think really, uh, you know, the uh, issue of the UNRWA and the funding with the UNRWA, I dealt with it in my article which was published uh, in both the Palestine Chronicle and the Mendoise, and it's on our website. Uh, I, you know, I mean, uh, the cutting the funding uh, to the UNRWA uh, or, or renewing the funding is not the issue, really. The issue is where you stand politically from Palestinian human rights. Uh, so uh, the, the Liberal government gave one ten million to the UNRWA over four years. Uh, and, uh, you know, I state clearly in that article that uh, this is uh, not good enough if you are supporting Israel unconditionally. If you're coordinating, I don't know if you've seen uh, the recent article about uh, how the Liberal government coordinate uh, with the uh, seizure. Uh, it was on Dimitri Lascaris under the Freedom of Information Act. He got really documents showing how they totally co- coordinate with seizure. Like uh, the title of the article says, newly disclosed document revealed the depth of the Canadian government's devotion to Israel and to the pro-Israel lobby. That's, uh, you know, if people want to look at it. Uh, Just to mention that CIJA is for Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs, which is the main um, yeah. pro-Israel lobby, I guess, in Canada. Yeah, it is the main one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I was really upset as a Palestinian refugee that the Canadian government get the B-plus from uh, Canadian for Jew- Jewish and peace in the Middle East. They gave them on the refugees. As a refugee, I can go back. What? And I said, you know, the money is not really, if it's conditional, it's not worth it. You know, I mean, the, the Trump, and I mentioned that, Trump offered us $50 billion. But we told him Palestine is not for sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should tell uh, Trudeau also the right of return, the Palestinian right of return is not for sale. The same way Palestine is not for sale. I'm quoting from my article, by the way. The Palestinian right of return is not for sale. The same way Palestine is not for sale. I mean, they can't buy us off by $110 million over, over four years. They can't buy us with 50 billion, we refused all the Palestinian people, including some of the traitors in the authority, refused the 50 billion because they'll be called traitors if they accepted that and sold out the right of the Palestinian people 
the inalienable rights of the Palestinian people in self-determination, right of return, uh, and their right in their historic Palestine. So, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, these people who are uh, liberal hacks, I call them, are trying to say, oh, they gave us a few... Uh, a bone there. A bone is not good enough, uh, my friends. And people who betray the Palestinian people should realize that treason is not a point of view. Treason is treason. Mm-hmm. And what do you say about uh, the Green Party? How do you assess? Do you have an opinion about them and their yeah. stances? Yeah, I do. The the resolution they passed in uh, in uh, Calgary was excellent resolution. Mm-hmm. even more powerful than the first one. But, you know, the problem with me, uh, the leader of the party, she uh, tried to downplay it, and because the the resolution doesn't mention the BDS movement in name, although they call for sanctions, etc., etc., against Israel because of their human rights violation, she went out and they sa- she said, oh, we uh, reversed the first one which mentioned the BDS movement, although the second one that was passed in Calgary was more powerful <laughs> than the first one because it detailed everything in it. It detailed uh, human rights for the Palestinian, national rights for the Palestinian. It called for sanctions against Israel because of these violations, without mentioning, mind you, the BDS movement, which which is the same to me. I mean, to me. But she was downplaying all these things, and she uh, really uh, violated the spirit of the resolution. And I don't know uh, uh, how she's still a leader. I mean, a leader should abide by the resolutions. And they should call her to account, you know. And if she stays the leader of the Green Party, uh, the Green Party is going to be dead in a year or two because she really, she has double talk. She, you know, like the native uh, said uh, uh, that uh, the the colonialist has forked tongue. You know, <laughs> and she has a forked tongue the same way with the rest of the politicians in Canada. Well, do you think that's a good sign? I mean, more politicians are supporting BDS, but they don't want to support the actual name BDS. So they don't want the BDS to be mentioned, but they support a lot of what BDS stands yeah. for. Yeah. So is that yeah. a good or a yeah. ba- is it a good yeah, sign? I, I think I think if they support the sanctions against Israel, that's what we want. You know, <laughs> the BDS movement uh, established, I mean, achieved their uh, their uh, goals. Uh, and we'll we'll dissolve it <laughs> if they if they want to put sanctions without mentioning the BDS. Then BDS uh, uh, movement will become a hindrance to the sanctions against Israel. I mean, it's uh, again, you know, some of them are scared from the Zionist lobby and the Israeli embassy and the government uh, in Tel Aviv, and they they cowards and they basically uh, try to appease these uh, war criminals. Mm-hmm. So I guess my final question, and we go back to the I Vote Palestine campaign, what do you want our listeners to know how they can uh, maybe support this campaign, implement it? And yeah, so what do you want listeners to take away with yeah. them when they go to the polls and actually vote? Yeah, I think we're calling on Canadians who support the campaign to say going for, for uh, the event. 
you know, go to Facebook event, I Vote Palestine, could uh, search it on Facebook, uh, I Vote Palestine, and put going, because we made it as an event. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who want to support, uh, you know, all over the world, they could go, they put interested if they support the campaign, basically, because they can't vote, really. We want people who can vote to put going. Uh, the other thing, we had a Google document there that asks the politicians the nine questions. I sent it to uh, my five candidates. Um, by the way, none of them responded. But, you know, it's, uh, it's good that they know the issues. Mm-hmm. And not even the NDP responded to, to these uh, questions. It's good if they uh, send these questions to their candidates. The, uh, the other thing is really publicize the campaign because, you know, publicity and reaching out to the public is, a, is what we want. We want people to educate, to be educated about the situation in Palestine and the uh, human and national rights of the Palestinian people. And the links in the letter tell you about everything, tell you, you know, it's a short letter, but the, the links uh, that's in it from, uh, you know, uh, war crimes to apartheid, you know, there is a link on all these things to the right to self-determination, to IHRA, you know, they, uh, they, all these links explain where uh, Israel stands on the Palestinian issue and how Israel is abusing the Palestinians and, and not just uh, uh, abusing the Palestinian people, but they are committing war crimes and they're committing a breach of the Fort Geneva Convention in relation to the occupation, where they are building settlements, where they are ethnically cleansing people. The ethnically cleansing is continuing everywhere, in Jerusalem, even inside Israel itself with the with the Bedouin community. So, uh, you know, people should learn, and we feel that the grassroots work will eventually lead to a change in the Canadian policy, and uh, by shaming these politicians or, or uh, making them pay the price uh, for the, the anti-Palestinian racism. And we should make them pay, and if you go and vote Liberals, you're not really <laughs> helping this campaign. You are really destroying uh, uh, the chances of changing the policies of the Canadian government. Yeah, I think the idea of the campaign, I really like it because even if you, I mean, that's the way I see it, but even if you don't get answers, just sending the questions, one, it's a possibility to educate, but also, and to bring Palestine to their attention, but also it's a way to let them know that we are here, like we are a lot of people here care about Palestinian rights because I think a lot of pro-apartheid group like Benebreth are very loud and they make themselves heard and they make it sound like they represent a large section of Canadians, but they're just a small group that's just very loud. So I think in our way to send these emails to our candidates, yeah. it's a yeah. way to make us also heard and to make them know that we are here as well and you need to answer to us. Yeah, and actually what they, what they do, uh, and we should uh, do the same, that if you support Israeli war crimes, you're going to pay a price. The, the, the siege and the other uh, Bene Brith and the other Zionist lobby telling the politician, you're going to pay a price if you don't support mm-hmm. Israel. 
uh, price tags, what what they call it, the settler colonialists in Palestine call it price tag. So we should uh, tell them you you're going to get the price tag from our side also if you support uh, apartheid and war crimes and uh, and uh, genocide against the Palestinian people. Simple as that. Mm-hmm, exactly. So with us on the phone, Vancouver-based uh, Palestinian activist Hanna Kawaz. Hanna is from the Canada Palestine Association. He's the co-host of the uh, Voice of Palestine podcast. Uh, Hanna was talking about a new campaign called I Vote Palestine. You can go on Facebook and look for I Vote Palestine, hashtag I Vote Palestine to support it. And this is a campaign that basically asking people to take in consideration all the candidates' stances on Palestine before making their decision when they go to vote during the upcoming federal election on October 21st. Thank you, Hannah, for talking to us today. Thank you for inviting me. My name is Sausan Kadura and you are listening to Under the Olive Tree.